Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore This Is My Generation. Hello, everyone, from my car again. <laughs> um, I had some time away from the kids this morning to do some work. Uh, well, I've got a babysitter again, and there was a Falcon Heavy rocket launch just a few minutes ago that I got to enjoy watching over the river, a little SpaceX launch, because we're about uh, maybe 35 miles or so uh, from Cape Canaveral. And the launch pads, uh, but it's straight south. We're right on the water, so I get beautiful views. So just got past the sonic boom, I figured, before I would record. But uh, anyway, so today we're doing the final episode of the Cultivate Clarity series. Um, and we're going to tackle some common moments of doubt and stress that can lead us to question our decision to homeschool. And I just want to provide some, some relief, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be overly complicated, overly prescriptive. Um, I didn't even end up labeling this as a series in the title because it just got to be too long. Um, you know, but we spent time in the last two episodes prior to the Q&A talking about educational philosophy and mental load and balancing parent-teacher roles. And now I want to emphasize the importance of addressing these moments of doubt and stress in our homeschooling journeys, you know, because even when we lay a firm foundation and we're aligned with our goals and approach, like stressors and doubts and all those little triggers are still inevitable. And I think we just do ourselves a huge disservice to think that we're not going to encounter roadblocks and those moments of, you know, am I doing wrong by my kid? Should I send them back to school? Like it's all 100% normal for even the most convicted parents and their reasons for homeschooling, right? So that's why I, I am really passionate about having like an uncomplicated, proven strategy for just managing these stressors and why it's so important. So, you know, to make good decisions, we need to see the forest for the trees, right? For lack of a better metaphor. Um, we don't want to rush to big decisions. You know, we don't want to rush to pulling back from homeschooling altogether and start condemning ourselves, mentally for not being enough before we've really done the detailed work. So this stress relief roadmap that we're calling it that we're going to walk through begins with just acknowledging our feelings and recognizing that we're not alone. You know, doubt, I think, is just one part of this homeschooling journey. And we want to have your back with that. Um, I mean, but what is it? What even is doubt. Like we talk about it a lot, but you know, it creeps in during challenging times. You know, I think when, especially when we face unexpected hurdles, right? Like maybe you don't feel like you struggle with doubt that much, or maybe you're angered that it comes up so often for you, like wherever you fall in the spectrum, it's, it's very common and you're not alone. And I think more than anything, it's a reflection and a sign that you care deeply about your child's education, right? It's, it's just that natural tendency to 
question yourself, question the direction, question the path. So I want you just to like picture, you know, just for some example and context, like a regular Tuesday morning, you know, and you're trying to get your child to sit down and finish his math assignment. You know, like he's a typical kid. He's not always thrilled about math. So there you are, like you're arguing about fractions or something while a younger sibling decides it's the perfect time for an epic tantrum watching more juice. <laughs> what the the argument and the, the call for is in my house. And you're just trying to keep your cool, right? But your stress levels are shooting up. And it's like in those chaotic moments, you're not sure if you can handle this whole homeschooling gig. There's no one there to pass the ball to. Like doubts are rushing in. Am I doing the right thing? Like you ever have one of those days? Like that, that's what happens for me. It even happened to my good friend that I was talking to at the the park yesterday. Like she's a good friend that I am on the journey at Classical Conversations with. And you're like, even for those who you think like, you know, quote unquote, have it all together. Like these, these are still the normal things that we mull over. Right. And you're maybe in the chaos, like it's a fleeting question, but then those fleeting questions have a way of coming back to haunt us where we mull over them and we just like kind of make ourselves distraught about it. So that's what we're diving into today, because again, like, trust me, you are not alone. Um, if it's not that, you know, maybe your mornings are like, they typically, they typically start with enthusiasm. You know, you gather your children around the kitchen table, you got the books and lesson plans in hand, like you've already planned the lesson the night before, you prepared a cute activity on the whiteboard and like everything seems to be in place. But then as you begin the day, like you notice your kids just disinterested, like that spark that was in her eyes, that curiosity that usually shines through, like suddenly feels dimmed and she's fidgety and her attention seems to wander. And as the days go by, like you're noticing that she's struggling with certain concepts they used to just grasp effortlessly. Doubt starts to creep in then. You're going to question your teaching methods, the curriculum, and most of all, your ability to provide her with the best education. And it's in those moments of doubt that, you know, you've, you're going to find yourself wondering if sending her to a traditional school would be a better choice. Like you worry about her future and that little voice in your head just keeps growing louder and taunting you and whispering like, am I doing the right thing? And so. I give these little examples because these stories aren't about like extraordinary circumstances, right? They are real scenarios that many of us encounter and doubt often finds its way into our minds when we witness our children struggling or facing challenges in their learning journey. And, you know, like I said to my friend yesterday, it's, it's harder for us because we do have that nurturing parent role and the teacher role at the same time playing out. And so we forget that they're still going through these struggles when they're in traditional school, right? They're getting disheartened during certain parts of a curriculum or lesson plan, or they're, they're, they're fighting teacher on being engaged. And, you know, maybe they're getting in trouble for fidgeting around and not staying focused, right? But we don't get this like robust daily report that we get to mull over. Like, yes, you see hints of that here and there, but like, it doesn't, Reflecting on that helps us see that it doesn't make us an inadequate parent or teacher, right? They make you human, like the doubts and and questions. Like it's okay to doubt. It's okay to question. It's also okay to seek solutions. And remember that it's not about never experiencing doubt. It's about how you navigate through it, right? So that's the point of today. All of that to say that we're going to give you a roadmap for finding relief 
from these moments of doubt. And I say we because my dear friend and colleague, Dr. K- Dr. Katie Scott, um, has really pioneered this work with this uh, decision tree framework. And we wanted to do this episode together, but she's attending to some serious family matters. Um, and we didn't want to delay this episode, I think, just because of the timing of where most of us are in these first couple months of the year. And so everything you hear today is developed on and personally coached through with Dr. Scott and I in our harvest program. And I'm making some really exciting changes to the pricing and availability of certain components in the program too. So keep an eye out there for announcements. Um, But the heart of the stress relief roadmap is this decision tree. Um, So if you've never walked through a decision tree, it's basically just a series of questions. You know, you start at the top, you answer yes or no, it leads you to something else and so on down the line. You know, homeschooling like, 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 life, wow, isn't a one-size-fits-all journey, right? Like the challenges we face can each be incredibly unique. And so even though we're on the same journey, we have unique individual experiences. And that's why the decision tree is such a powerful tool, because it's your personalized roadmap to navigate these tough moments. So just imagine it as a massive tree with four sturdy branches. And these branches represent the core areas where homeschooling parents face struggles, curriculum, teaching style, parental roles, and mindset matters. That's what each one is. So each branch is like a pathway. It's guiding you through the specific issues within that area. And then together they form a comprehensive map to help you decipher and address your homeschooling concerns. And so another way to think of it as I think is as your trusty compass. Um, it's, It's really that framework that's designed to help you pinpoint your struggles and then discover solutions that fit your unique journey rather than trying to sit in those feelings of mulling over like, oh, well, let me just toss in the towel altogether. This isn't working. So I want to give you a quick overview of the four key branches and then walk through some examples of how we approach each one and what it might look like if you are working through you know, the roadmap workbook or any of those types of things. So you've got the curriculum branch, which is all about educational materials, resources, methods you use in your homeschool. And it's where you explore questions like, you know, is our current curriculum the right fit? How can I adapt lessons for different learning styles? And this applies whether you're into classical unschooling or any other approach. And then you've got the teaching style branch, which focuses on your unique teaching methods and approaches. So it's where you find guidance on the things you wonder, like, are are you teaching effectively? Or, you know, how can I make learning more engaging? So that's where we delve into various teaching styles and techniques from structured lesson plans to just flexible child-led approaches. And then there's parental roles where you grapple with being both parent and teacher. That's all about striking that balance and finding your groove. And, you know, if you've ever questioned, like, am I being too lenient or too strict or, you know, how can I manage teaching multiple grade levels? Like you find a lot of clarity on, I think what we talked about in episode 12 with that tendency to be controlling or autonomy driven in our teaching. And then the last one is the mindset branch. And, you know, homeschooling is not just an educational choice. It's a radical mindset shift. And so this branch is the hardy one and it, and it really explores your beliefs, your fears, confidence as a homeschooling parent. And I consider it like just that sanctuary for addressing like the real stressors and emotional challenges that come with homeschooling. And the way that we approach this decision tree 
in general is anytime a doubt comes up or a specific stressor, uh, or it's like something we, you know, if we're just faced with a difficult decision, then we can use these branches and questions as the guide first, rather than just mulling over that big picture. Okay. So if we, if we do a little bit deeper dive into the curriculum branch, I'm just going through like my little bullet points here. Like if you're facing a presumed curriculum related struggle, you know, maybe your child is showing resistance to their lessons. You would start with a fundamental question. Like, are you seeing tears from your child with regard to their work? And I say presumed because it could also be a teaching style issue, but that's where walking through these decision tree branches really helps you decipher. You know, like think back to when you might have sleep trained your infant or if you had, um, you know, like questionable gut things happening and you did like allergy testing, right? Like it's all about like not doing a whole lot of things at once. It's about eliminating and eliminating eliminating and eliminating and eradicating. I don't know. Like you're doing, you're getting rid of one thing at a time. Yeah. Eliminating to, um, and get to the heart of it. Right. I'm sorry. I like, I am so distracted at the current moment by, um, this whole pot of dolphins that are just playing so happily. And I love my peaceful view here, uh, where I'm sitting, but then I lose my, my vocabulary apparently. I know you guys can understand just in the day-to-day life. Um, but, you know, like, okay, so when you're sleep training your infant, right, like you don't just reduce to one nap and do early bedtime if you're trying to like fix early morning wake-ups, right? Like you have to isolate one thing at a time first. Like that's that's what I'm getting at. So if your answer is yes to, you know, you've been seeing tears, then this suggests that there might be an issue causing emotional distress for your child in relation to their curriculum. And so then the next question on the tree could be, is the curriculum content too challenging for your child's current level? And if you answer yes here, you might consider adapting the curriculum, slowing the pace, or providing additional support if there's a particular subject that's challenging. And so there would be other questions here too, but for the sake of time and just introducing you to the tool, like I'm just using that one for now. And so then if the answer on the other side is no, to that initial question, again, of are you seeing tears from your child with regard to their work, then you would be guided to another question such as, does your child display a lack of interest or enthusiasm for the curriculum? And if the answer is yes, that could indicate the curriculum isn't engaging enough. And then you could ask, are there alternative ways to make the curriculum material more engaging for your child? And so that prompts you to like explore interactive resources or hands-on activities or field trips that could be potential solutions. You know, maybe it's just adding one thing to that particular subject within your curriculum rather than wiping out the whole thing and starting over when that really wasn't the heart of the matter anyway. So it really helps us get down to the nitty gritty and stop getting in our own way and in our own heads of, well, this has to be me or this has to be something big and I'm just going to change it. And so you might hit areas of the decision tree that get you to consider, you know, maybe the pace of your curriculum. Is it too fast or is it too slow? Because remember these, the tree helps you work through challenges step-by-step. And so you start with that simple observable issue, and then you gradually move to more specific questions and, and like tailored solutions that are, that are based on your answer. So it, 
it guides you towards tweaks in routine and lesson approaches and, and curriculum stuff overall. So if you're considering, you know, the pace, you know, if it's too fast or too, or too slow, sometimes just adjusting that alone can make a world of difference. And so you're not throwing out the whole, uh, what's the metaphor? Not throwing out the, the bucket with the, there's something there. Oh, this morning, I don't, I don't have all of the, <laughs> all the thoughts together, you guys. Nope. Um, so, you know, and you may not know this yet, um, but I do offer curriculum matching services too. It's like a 60 minute consult where I walk through a series of home and life questions just to help you define your educational philosophy. If, if you haven't done that yet and ask about preferences on a dozen or so different like curriculum factors, and then I provide you with your top two to three matches. And so that's going to be up on the website too, but you know, it's, it's helpful if you're in this decision tree phase and you're questioning some of the curriculum things because maybe your curriculum doesn't allow for flexibility and you, you find you do just need some of those tweaks, then you can explore other options altogether and we can help you with that. So, all right, now we'll do the teaching style branch. Like one way you might work through that is if your child appears disengaged, very common, right? Not just one or two days, but a gradual decline in interest. And we would try curriculum questions first, and then a straightforward question of, is your teaching style effectively engaging your child? And now prior, prior to like rushing to answer this confidently, or the alternative, which is to start shaming yourself, you, you might examine just a few of your efforts and, you know, just kudos go to you because if you're even noticing their shift in engagement, like that means you've been observing their behavior during lessons and you've been doing that attentively. Uh, but you may want to talk to your child about their feelings regarding the learning process, right? Ask them if there's anything specific they enjoy or find challenging about the way they're being taught. Open, honest conversations can shed light on their preferences and it's just helpful information. And obviously it's age appropriate, but then don't neglect assessment either. You know, reviewing your child's regular progress and achievements helps us to see if they're making expected advancements in their studies that align with your goals and approach to homeschooling. So it's not in alignment with what the curriculum says you should be doing. It's aligned with your goals for homeschooling and maybe what you've already established for the quarter or for the year. And, you know, you might notice significant gaps in their understanding of certain topics. And walking through this tree can help reveal areas where teaching methods might need adjustment. You know, so after you've done, you know, you've, you've observed them, you've communicated to them, you've assessed them. If your answer to, you know, is your teaching style effectively engaging your child is yes, then, then great. This suggests that the issue might lie elsewhere. And so then you can ask like, are there external distractions affecting your child's focus during lessons? And if you answer yes there, it might be helpful to address or minimize these distractions, obviously, but there could be a plethora of things like sibling involvement or sleep issues, et cetera, right? But at least you sort of eliminated the other things that will be plaguing your mind and sort of like those just haunting, nagging thoughts. And then if your answer is no, you might consider like, well, is your is your child's preferred learning style different from your teaching style? If you answer yes, and you can explore ways to adapt your teaching methods to better align with your child's preferences for learning. Okay, so you can start to see where this is going. Um, in the parental roles branch, you know, let's say you're struggling with balancing your role as a parent and teacher. You know, it's leading to stress. 
Just begin with the basic question. Do you often find it challenging to switch between your roles as a parent and teacher? Well, many people will say yes, right? It indicates that shifting roles can be a, a, a source of stress. But then you get deeper into the decision tree and it, you might next ask, and when I say you might, like this, it's obviously a guide, right? Like you just, you, you will come to the next question. Have you established clear boundaries between these roles? And if you answer no, then consider defining boundaries for when you're in teacher mode versus parent mode to reduce that confusion for both you and your child. And if the answer is no to that initial question, you know, do you often find it challenging to switch between roles? Then you go on to the next question. Are your children aware of the expectations during quote unquote school hours? And if your answer is no, then consider communicating these expectations with your children to help them understand when it's time for learning. And remember, this approach helps you navigate the complexities of homeschooling step by step, right? It's going to ensure that you're addressing the specific areas that you're concerned with and then helping find tailored solutions to your family's unique circumstances, right? And so then the heavyweight, I guess what I call it, of the the whole stress relief roadmap and this decision tree is the mindset branch. You know, this branch has the most stressors and common mental load battles that us parents face. And so I'm, I just want to go through like two examples of how you might come across questions in this branch. And so example one, are you constantly worried about falling behind? Like maybe that's what brought you to the decision tree in that particular week or moment. And this gets to the heart of the worry, I think, about keeping pace with your child's education and that comparison game that we often find ourselves in. So if you answer yes to this question, then you can delve into a decision tree part that explores strategies for staying on track or optimizing your teaching time and just finding that suitable pace for your child's progress. And so questions you might see on this branch are, is your child struggling with specific subjects or topics? If yes, proceed to questions that address subject-specific challenges. And if it's no, then you would move to like general pace and learning style questions. You might see, does your child display disinterest or resistance to certain subjects? Yes, <laughs> like I get this with reading with Josiah, right? So explore strategies to make these subjects more engaging. It wasn't the curriculum itself. It was instead of reading the fluency words from the paper, cutting them up and feeding them to a, a fake monster that we drew on the piece of paper radically changed the whole game. Um, and so I, I was able to get out of my head and stop all the other worries and stuff and he's going to be behind whatever. And I just was able to find a quick strategy and boom, it made it more engaging. Um, but if you answer no, you know, he's not, they're not showing any resistance. Then you continue assessing the overall pace and, and learning style. So it just keeps giving you this roadmap. Uh, another question might be, do you have clear daily or weekly schedules for your homeschooling activities? If you answer no, then investigate methods for structuring your homeschooling routine. And if you answer yes, then you're going to continue assessing pacing and alignment, right? So you see where this, where this goes. Have you discussed your concerns with your child and sought their input? If no, and this is age appropriate, right? But consider approaches for involving them in their journey. And if the answer is yes, you've already done that, then you keep evaluating pace and learning styles, okay? Um, and then 
another another one of the questions within that branches. Are you overwhelmed by the sheer amount of curriculum and resources available? Yes. <laughs> yes, all of us. Explore methods for simplifying your curriculum choices, right? Come talk to us at Harvest. We're here. Um, and if no, then you continue to, to assess and go from there. So that's just an example of how the roadmap guides you through a thoughtful analysis of any specific concerns. And, wh- and when you get to a point on the decision tree where it says something like explore methods for simplifying something or continue to assess, there are steps to help you do that. We don't just like leave you hanging there because we know that that as homeschooling parents and just, you know, women and mothers in general that are balancing so many things that that's like the least helpful is just, oh, well, we'll go explore and and go see what's working out there. Like, no, we, we walk you through it. We give you the steps as well. Um, So the other example of like a question that might bring you to the tree to kind of walk through or you know, something you're just facing um, is, are you struggling to balance work and homeschooling? And we've talked about the major challenge that parents encounter while managing work commitments, you know, alongside teaching responsibilities and all, and all that. We did that in a prior episode. But if you answer yes, you know, the decision tree could guide you through strategies for effective time management, for setting boundaries, for seeking external support to maintain a more healthier work-life homeschool balance. So both of these questions really serve as entry points into the mindset branch of the decision tree, but you'll find many, many others depending on what you're working through and feeling at any given moment. And the thing about that I like about it is that it just takes the weight and the pressure off of myself to figure it all out, right? Anytime I just find myself contemplating something, wondering if I should be doing something else, worrying about something. I can just pause and say, okay, rather than letting myself kind of get worked up about it. And I don't even consider myself someone that like overly stresses about these things, but I know that they can just sort of like plague my thoughts and take over. And it's sort of like this undercurrent of the way that I carry out my, my homeschool planning and stuff. So when you feel yourself in that moment, that's when you just take yourself to the decision tree and the roadmap and you say, oh, okay, like I'm going to walk through these questions now. Um, and if you're looking for it, it's, it's not up on the site yet. It, it, it is part of our harvest coaching program. Um, but it's not available as a separate purchase yet, but I, I wanted to give you some insight into how helpful this process is and that even without a, like, you know, formal guide as to the one that Dr. Scott and I have created, like you can still do this process yourself by eliminating all of that big picture stuff and like stopping yourself from making those radical changes and narrow it down to one good thing at a time first. Right. All right. So okie dokie, wrapping it up. If I had one takeaway, I think it's just to remember that moments of doubt and stress are part of the journey, right? Like they don't define our entire homeschooling experience. And by using tools like this, you know, the stress relief roadmap, this decision tree framework, like we can really just get out of our heads, break down these complex challenges into manageable pieces. Like just, just what I said, like just starting with those simple practical questions, you're going to be able to identify where your concerns lay and then figure out some actionable solutions, right? Like if you, if you can identify the root cause of stress 
that's the first step to getting relief, right? And it's often the hardest step. So, all right, that's enough for this episode. I can make these things like two hours long, just walking through through it all. I get so excited about it. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think a free masterclass is probably in order next. But anyways, I hope it was helpful. It reassures you, if nothing else, that you don't have to figure it out all alone. All right. So until next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and the overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com and explore the options for the Harvest program and download one of our free eBooks. I'm so excited to help parents get out of their head and get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment, and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore thisismygeneration.